0: dynasty hot sauce podcast i'm larry monkey and you can find me on twitter at ff larry monkey well, hold on a second well, let me introduce my co-host you can find her at ff ball blast kate Bajuk. Welcome!
1: what is going on i'm not typically the co-host for this podcast but plated myself in here for the next uh, hour or so and, and we're gonna rock and roll and talk some
0: football hell yeah justin's uh, in the midst of a tornado he- yeah he's on he's his got way a to, good excuse uh, okay. He's like the wizard of Oz right now, or he could be the scarecrow when, when you see Justin, he would be a scarecrow. I think in, um, the movie twister
1: would... when they have the flying cows all yes. over the place, like that, that's, justin right now and i'm uh i'm just hoping he's not one of those flying cows so t's and peas out to justin and uh we hope you're you're back in yeah. the mix with us very shortly here
0: i just saw the movie twister i mean i saw it way back when but i just watched it recently so, so- weird
1: fun fact about me i have a catastrophic fear of tornadoes like just absolutely oh. uh and it originated with that movie when i was in preschool i had a absolute temper tantrum i think i was in like like kindergarten, maybe, Uh, a friend of mine came over and saw that movie on the shelf. And I was just so terrified of tornadoes. I literally took the VHS because it was back in the day when we had VHS. And I pulled the tape out of the VHS. And I cut it in half. And I was like, we're not watching this.
0: Oh my God!
1: Um, my mom was mad, but just to like show you how psychotic my fear goes, I literally cut a VHS tape in half to prevent my friend from watching it. So I'm I'm really happy. I'm not uh, yeah. not in the midst of a tornado right now.
0: I am envisioning you with the vhs tape and i'm trying to figure out and you know there's that flap part on one side you just kind of yank down and then you, then it's like you pull out you the tape
1: you. and hope i just <laughs>
0: and
1: i my mom was so mad because it was like a family tape that i sliced up and nobody could ever watch it again and you know what no regrets no nice. regrets whatsoever
0: so so okay you are um do the ball blast pod and locked on dynasty. But what you and uh, Michelle got started kind of like, I I feel like I was just getting on Twitter when you guys were just sitting, getting on Twitter. And I recall like, the uh the ross tucker podcast I, li- I listened to it live i mean that and that kind of i'd love to uh, relive that moment with you guys just, just because I, it was just so cringeworthy and um, it was, it, we're part of all these like uh, patreons and they come with group meet chats and stuff like that i mean we were i can still remember in the the dynasty trades hq being like what the heck is going on with this guy <laughs> but uh for those that don't know like when, when oh. you guys you guys just kind of came on the scene you were doing um, spots here or there you got picked up by ross Tucker. Um did I say his name right. Is it Ross Yeah. Tucker? Okay. Yeah, Ross Tucker. Uh,
1: wow. fantastic dude.
0: How did that how did that happen? He just um they are just they just I, they had some guy just uh scoping out new pods and that's and that's how he scooped you up.
1: You know what? He uh so he had approached us just to, to ask if we wanted to to be on the podcast for uh you know an appearance. Um, you know, he was doing a summer slate of guests, which We were very, very lucky to be a part of. Uh, He's got a tremendous audience, tremendous fan base there um, with the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. We were uh, super, super lucky to have that opportunity to sort of uh, get on the platform there, and and it just sort of snowballed. So I I don't think he had intended this to be our moment to shine, but as you alluded to, we had this little bit of confusion with Ross as we were (laughs) on the podcast, because you know, I, like he had looked us up. We had chatted a little bit before the show, but you know, he didn't really know much about us as people, and he didn't realize that my co-host is my wife. We're married. All of this, uh, this figuring out of our relationship status was discovered on air. But Ross Tucker, guys, he wasn't getting it we Um, we we,
0: want everyone listened to him try to process it in his head (laughs) in real
1: time (laughs) and my wife said on the podcast she's like oh we're wives and i don't know why she said it like that it was some weird like it was just weird phrasing and he's like oh wives like um like so you're married to two guys that love football like are they brothers and <laughs> yeah. like and you both married like Maju and he's like <laughs> talking through this and we're like no 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 we're married he's like yeah to brothers and we're like no to each yeah. other and, <laughs> and it's like all it all spilled out uh like as we're recording this podcast and the audio, like the audio, stayed in there. The audio made the cut. There were no edits there. It was great, uh, but it was—I mean—it was absolutely so cringy. But like Ross was a very good sport about it. We were a good sports.
0: And he's uh, got this. And, Ross has this like, uh, like this goofy kind of Kermit the Frog type of voice, you know? Oh, like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know? So that voice. was just like him trying to figure it out, like while with you, you know, with the the way his voice sounds was was pretty. It was just oh, like it was,
1: you could see that you could hear the question marks like in his voice as he was talking. <laughs> like you could visualize them, and it was so uncomfortable. But I think, um, you know that sort that situation honestly probably stemmed this whole opportunity that we had to join the Ross Tucker Podcast Network and yeah. you know have that that platform because. It was like one heck of an icebreaker. Uh, you, yeah, you,
0: you could see the wheels like turning in his head, like the so rest slowly. of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so slowly. <laughs> but well, yeah, it was
1: you- fun. Right? We had fun with it. And and you know what? We ended up talking some really good football that day. It was definitely an icebreaker. But I mean, that that sort of put us into contact with so many people. We, we wouldn't have you know necessarily met otherwise, like, um, you know, Joe Dolan, um, Evan Silva was the current host of the Fantasy Feast podcast. like put us into touch with all of these people that we really looked up to in the industry and it was it was a really great opportunity. but that uh, kind of opened the door for uh, a lot of what was to come.
0: Yeah, it was kind of shocking for people to understand that you guys knew your stuff. Which brings us to our guest today, who he doesn't know his stuff at all. So everybody's always questioning this guy. So but he survived a to tornado. Show.
2: He goes by on Twitter at
0: RunDFF.
2: Uh, Justin Rogers, welcome to the show. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home.
0: Glad you could join us, man. Look at that. Was that yeah, the lightning behind you?
2: Yeah, yeah, just a little bit of lightning. Still, the, the storm is still here, but I think the uh, tornado warning has passed.
0: Ooh, listen Ooh. to that. We hear it, we hear it. Could yeah. you imagine, like the three of us talking right now, and justin just like whew, flies off into the fucking ceiling above another part of the room
2: well odds are larry odds are that the screen will go black before that happens so if the screen goes black there's a good chance that i'm flying out the window I don't know,
0: man you could be like you know zigzagging on the screen first
2: <laughs> oh man back in the day back in the day i would have just like gone ahead and just done whatever i was doing and like well if a tornado comes but now that I have a three-year-old, we're like, okay, everybody in the closet. No. <laughs> She's eight months and change. Oh my gosh. You Coming this, up 35
0: weeks. So. You're going to see how how it goes because I have a three-month-old and, right. my, my, and my life just is just a disaster right now. It's a mess. <laughs> I have a six-year-old and a three-month-old. This is the first week that I'm in charge. My wife went back to work. Uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad. So I'm I'm like doing everything now. The set of hands just left. Like I just, someone just left the job site. You know, I, I just lost a guy. <laughs> my blood pressure
1: is higher just listening
0: yeah my my head was spinning and and kate initially was was going to come on a couple days ago and i'm so glad that it didn't happen a couple days ago because i i was like (laughs) i was i was disappointed at first then i was like man i'm exhausted i I just want to die and i boom i just went to i was in bed by like eight o'clock so that worked
1: you're welcome i got (laughs) Uh, guys, I got sick, so that was my first cancellation. You're welcome. I got you a good night's sleep, I hope. Yes. Uh, and you gave me a couple of days to rest my voice. Still not 100%, but I, I'm like maybe a few octaves lower, it feels like, than my normal voice. Uh, it, it's doable. We're making it work.
0: Yeah. So, Justin, to bring you up to speed, we were, we just got through like the Ross Tucker uh, podcast. That oh, gosh. <laughs>
1: That's, so how are you doing oh yeah oh yeah and then <laughs> so it's i i didn't even mention that part i mentioned the the whole like we had uh our brothers were married or whatever the heck that started out to yeah. be but, uh, yeah it actually then it was like oh your sisters it it was just i forgot about the sisters thing so everybody that's like our thing everybody's like oh how are you sisters doing and uh it's it's a good time. It's till there are people there that don't know the joke, and then it's really uncomfortable just for a few seconds. And then, <laughs>
0: then
1: we let it pass.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's had to have happened a number of times, I would guess, would just based upon traditional ignorance, right? And not understanding, you know, the evolution of yes. whatever. <laughs> for you know. sure. evolution for some anyway yeah so that was amazing um and justin you were in the hq chat back then was it even a chat i mean was it even like a patreon back then
2: yeah yeah it was a patreon
0: it must have just started and i remember us all like what the heck is going on this I guy mean, I
2: think I, <laughs> I mean, when did i got in the patreon shortly after the league started so that was like three and a half four years ago it was about
0: 2018 like that. Is, was that what is that was 2018 19 oh, kate yeah.
1: That's, yeah that, that seems about right yeah, man yeah. it's been a while like we all got a good laugh out oh, of
2: it that's for sure right oh right, right, my right.
1: blood pressure was so high my blood pressure is high thinking about it right now i just probably need blood pressure medication at this point for where for where i'm at right. anytime anytime i hear the word ross tucker uh i'm kidding he's a fantastic guy a uh, great podcaster <laughs> Um, and you guys very
2: like to the podcast no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh
1: he's like he's a great guy and like he's uh been just a huge mentor like i mean we'll text you back whenever you need some advice and like like that's the kind of idols that i think we all need in this industry and he was one of those for us but um you know we just paid that small price of the <laughs> awkward five minutes that we spent
0: it was it was awkward but now it was you know it makes for a great story yeah for sure so what? just backtracking you like what drew you to the fantasy twitter space or just fantasy football in general how'd you get into it
1: so like weird story i didn't even uh i didn't even watch football before i met my wife michelle um Like we had just started dating. Apparently the Steelers were in the playoffs, which um, I'm from Northeastern Ohio originally, like literally smack dab uh, straight between Browns and Steelers country. And Mm. like my family all grew up Steelers fans, but I wasn't like huge into sports or anything. Never really watched football. Um, and I, I guess we had just started dating uh, right in the middle of like playoffs time, and I kept her from a playoff game, a very important playoff game because I was like, do you really need to watch football? And I like didn't understand that it was like a deadly obsession. But then like the season passed, the off season came, and I realized I was like, oh, it's not just Michelle who likes football, it's like all of her family and they've got this super serious fantasy football <laughs> league. And Michelle says, oh, like there was an opening in the league and it's, you know, for all these diehards. And Michelle says, oh, my girlfriend, Kate, uh, she loves fantasy football. And I was like, oh, my God, crap. <laughs> so, like, my my brother-in-law, who is the, like, best guy in the world but super intimidating, I was like, I have got to impress this guy. Spent the whole summer studying for the draft and, like, <laughs> just uh, – went just absolutely nuts. Uh, and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the competition. I fell in love with the analysis and, uh, just like, like the, the happenstance and, um, like I, I look back at, you know, my biggest draft decision, I was uh, trying to decide between Melvin Gordon and Danny Woodhead in my first draft. Oh, and yeah. I like, couldn't just, and I picked Melvin Gordon and like, all year long, I went back to that. I made it to the playoffs my first year, and I felt like a champ, and I was like, I'm addicted to this feeling. Uh, and then I went way overboard. Now I'm in way too many leagues, and uh, it, it kind of got crazy. But uh, my wife and I were at a, a bar. We were drinking, and we were like, you know what? We do all this fantasy football research. Why aren't we, like, doing anything with this research? Um, we – were uh, a few beers deep, ordered a microphone on Amazon, it showed up and we're like, I guess we have to use it.
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah. And it just kind of like went from there. And it turns out like Twitter is the, such a good place for quality conversation. And I found so much information, so much insight on Twitter. Um, into different ways to expand my views in fantasy football. Different ways to approach analysis. Like Twitter can be such a pain in the butt. It really is like a, a huge community that you can learn so much from if you're finding the right people.
0: Your DMs are open, so I can only imagine. I mean, has the troll a game these days? Is it? Uh, are they? Are they still coming for you, or, or what?
1: That was a struggle for a long time. Uh, honestly, like I, I've even like pulled back a lot of my Twitter game. I used to be a lot more vocal than I I am now. And I'm a bit more low key at this point because man, people are absolutely brutal. I leave my DMs <laughs> open because you know what? Like that's the point of being on Twitter is to connect. Um, but like, luckily I think I've, I've passed the worst part of uh, <laughs> the, the bullying and I'm, I'm no. like getting into the people might not like what I have to say all the time but at least I have like an ounce of respect from people so (laughs) I'm just holding on to that little ounce of respect but like honestly that that was such a huge part and like learning how to be a part of this community is learning to not take all these things personally because I mean there were days like uh, especially I don't know if you guys can imagine if your wives were on fantasy twitter And like you were like, I I see some of the stuff that people say to my wife and I just want to like bang their heads against the wall. Like Uh. (laughs) speak to my wife like that, you know, like, like, you get to see all of the, yeah
0: you get to see like two sets of trolls. It's
1: it's hard. And uh, so like there are some times where uh, we both look at each other. We're like, all right, phones down. Um, Like, you know, we, we can tell when a conversation's not going into a respectful direction, and that's when we shut the phones off for the night. But finding that balance of, like, when to shut off your phone uh, and when, you know, learning when conversations aren't productive anymore, like, such a huge part of understanding and navigating fantasy Twitter.
0: Was the handle before the the ball blasts, like, movement?
1: No, I think I, I that was my original handle. Like, weirdly, we were uh, in an all-girls league, and we were trying to come up with, like, a funny uh podcast name and that just sort of like stuck and we are like it, it was funny because it originated in all girls group so i stuck with that and then just for brand's sake my wife picked ball blast em uh like ball blast them and we just kind of kept rolling with that theme now i'm stuck with it like we yeah. can shut down the ball blast podcast and everything and i like i have to keep ff ball blast for the rest of my life it's probably going to be written on my tombstone because that's just, that's where I'm at now. It's like the
2: phone number that you can't get rid of. Yes. <laughs> you're stuck yes. with that. Yep.
1: You know what? And you can't change it because like what if somebody needs to find me one day? I have way too much self-importance to, to <laughs> change up my Twitter
0: handle. How'd you get into the Lockdown Dynasty uh, pod? How'd you hook up with that?
1: Uh, that was a crazy experience. Um, Marcus Mosier, who I just absolutely adore. I don't know if you guys follow him. If you don't, Uh, He's a big Cowboys guy. He does the Lockdown uh, Cowboys podcast, uh, but well worth a follow. Just super insightful uh, Twitter. Like he's one of my Twitter idols. If I could model my Twitter off of anybody, it'd be this guy. Check him out. But he just uh, DM'd me one day. He's like, Hey, I heard you play like dynasty fantasy. I've seen like some of your tweets. and Like, I I like your approach. Would you want to co-host this podcast with me? Ryan McDowell and and Matt Williamson. I was like, Yes. (laughs) like no questions asked. Yes, absolutely. So (laughs) we split it up 50, 50, like four voices, too many uh, voices for one podcast necessarily. But uh, so Matt and Ryan, they have two days a week. We cover the other two, but um, again, just like another crazy opportunity that we had from like sort of networking and putting ourselves out there on social media, sharing your work and, um, putting out good vibes to everybody around you. I feel like that's just such an underrated aspect of, uh, you know, getting, getting yourself out there in this community is just making those connections.
2: Yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen when, uh, when it switched from dynasty blueprint and all of a sudden it was locked on. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) And then, uh, and then it's uh, two different podcasts under one, one roof there. And I was like, Oh, I get it. It's different. Yeah. It's different, but
1: I, I think we're we're getting like every every season we've felt I think like we're getting them to a better rhythm and um, right now we're doing like all of our you know pre-draft profiles and that's a blast but I mean again every all of these opportunities that I've had I've been so lucky but I mean it all comes down to just networking and making those connections and now Marcus a dear friend of mine like I've just met so many cool people through here but. That's where all these opportunities come from you know it's just making those connections and finding people that you know can vibe with your vibe.
0: We didn't get into this, but we should get into this segment. Kate Maju, what's your fantasy What do we fancy? are we uh redraft dynasty DFS Devi oh. um, what do I miss what I miss best ball?
1: I like dynasty best ball, honestly. I think Ah. like I'm in one dynasty best ball league and it's probably like one of my favorite leagues. Even like, I love the no maintenance because you know what, like guys, I'm so scatterbrained. Uh, I'm like completely disorganized as a human. Um, Like I have wicked bad ADHD. It's hard for me to like get my life together on a day to day. So like best ball is always gonna be the way to go for me. I, oh my gosh, I, I think some of these basketball leagues where you get to literally draft for ceiling, because that's what you're chasing in like all of your leagues, but you always shoot yourself in the foot. So I, I love the leagues where you can shoot for the ceiling, but also you don't have to, to set the lineup. I guess I'm a lazy manager, but uh, you know, you still get to play the waiver wire. You still get to do all that. But my second favorite is free redraft. Why does everybody hate redraft?
0: <laughs> well, I I call them charity leagues these days. That's how I. That's <laughs> yeah, he's gotten rid of uh, his. Redraft. You know, you're, I have my home redraft as everyone usually has a home redraft league that never goes away. Right. And then, um, yeah, then I I just have the the great opportunity to join these charity leagues and their redraft, and it gives you a reason to um, you know you do a, a handful of those. I'm going to try to cut down all that stuff this year, but we'll see how that goes once the drafts start kicking up. You know, when but, those um, eliminators
2: start, and we're talking about 78. 78- uh, Drafts for Larry at one time. Because was it, didn't you do like five, last, like five, two years ago, and then you went to 12 this past year? Was well, I did it?
0: a bunch of eliminators. I, I did like 11 or 12 eliminators, and they all kicked off at the same time. And it was just like,
2: so at this rate, you should have like, you know, at least four dozen. I don't know. I think I'm going to say
0: keep the eliminators to just the hot sauce ones because three was nice. Maybe we'll shoot for four this year. Yeah. Great best ball. I can't wait for those to kick off. John Bosch. That's a prelude to the Scott Fish Bowl. All oh. All good stuff. Best right around the
1: corner.
2: Yeah,
0: right around the
2: It's closer than we think.
0: Yes. And so speaking of trolls, we said earlier, um, you know, Justin, one of our most listened shows was our uh, Scott Fishbowl roast. The uh, hot sauce roast. I,
2: I really enjoyed that one. Were we yeah. just dog teams left and right. That was a good time.
0: <laughs> so, so, Kate, like during Scott Fishball time, everyone's like, "Oh, I got this guy in the third round. I got this guy in the seventh round." Everyone's like, "Yeah, all right, great job, woohoo!" You know. And there was so much love. And um Kudarudel was supposed to come on the show, and she couldn't make oh, it. That was, was our very first. Yeah, we she we recently had her on. It was we tried. We just uh, didn't have. We were working it out anyway. So she had to cancel last minute, and. Um, we were thinking, what should we do? And we're like, you know what? Everyone's loving their teams right now. Let's, let's put, let's, uh, let's put some hate on some teams, you know? Let's pick <laughs> up some teams. Let's roast some teams. And we put it out to Twitter. We got a handful of responses, roast my team. And yeah. Shane Manila joined us, Scott Connor. And we just like, just lit into these. Rum Boys Robbie joined us. We just lit into these, uh, oh, these teams. Group. And it was a and it was our, it's, it's to this day, it's our most listened, uh, we're, we're team.
2: definitely going to have to read, like, you know, bring that one back that oh yeah a- that's
0: coming back for sure Ooh. we'll uh we'll, we'll spice it up we'll have uh maybe some special guests come on and, and tear yeah. up some teams so kate if you're free maybe uh, we'll come on and, 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 and then give them. a little back to the community that, that all the <laughs> crap that you've
2: been taking you know <laughs>
1: deflate your balloon a little bit
0: <laughs> right
2: yeah we're not deflating we're popping balloons uh, around this joint yes you guys see that uh scott started putting out cities So he's announced his first city for live drafts this year.
1: I saw a first city up Orlando, Florida. Orlando,
2: Disney World.
1: Yeah. uh, The land where all magical things happen. So watch out for the Disney division. I think we've uh, worked full time at Vox Media as an editorial coordinator for DraftKings Nation, which is a blast. Um, As I'm, you know, getting more into the nitty gritty of my role there and, all that stuff. Um, managing a website is hard. Uh, I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll put that out there. Uh, luckily, we, you know, we're we still have a really nice support base in our podcast. I don't know if the website's going to come back. Um, you know, even thinking about what people want, I'm like, you know what? People don't want written content all the time. Uh, mm. People want people love the audio. People love the video. People love um, all of these. Uh, the quick, you know, the quick hits. The quick, yeah. And I'm like, you know like what? We're, that
2: and it's easy to consume. You know, like you don't actually have to stop what you're doing to consume a podcast. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm on a ladder working, and I've got my headset in, and I can just <laughs> listen to a podcast. You know?
1: Oh yeah, like I'm Where's doing the dishes, podcast. I'm I'm yeah. cooking, podcast. But like,
2: yeah. if I'm
1: reading an article, I have to be actively engaged. I have to be clicking. Right. I have to be reading. Like, there's so many um, different like aspects to that and i'm like you know what i i just don't think that this is the way that the community is going um and it got to the point where i was just like i need to put my mental health first i need to take care of me i'm putting like myself on the back burner here just to put out written content but i'm not even sure people want to read all the time so um we're we've taken a break there uh I, again i don't know if it's going to come back probably won't but um you know still doing the ball blast podcast which is a blast we have uh it's me my wife Michelle uh and Jake Trobridge if you guys are Jake Trobridge if you guys haven't uh heard of Jake uh you need to he's like fantastic he's hilarious and he, he has is
2: funny he's a funny excellent player. insight
1: yeah just got picked up by uh the Matthew berry fantasy life uh for like all of his videos and like he does all these parody videos which are like he's musically talented he's just amazing like so we're still kicking out episodes of the, the ball Blast podcast every week which our main focus for now and i i think we do all right there i think we do all
0: right so you're a steelers fan right oh yeah Oh, so yeah. what 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 were your what was going through your mind when uh, Mitchy Trubisky got on the team? Were you like okay, we can deal with this, or were you like ah crap, here we go?
1: After watching Ben Roethlisberger, you bet my butt I'm like happy <laughs> about having Mitch Trub- Like I think Mitch Trubisky is a huge upgrade uh, on this what, is... what we've been dealing with Ben Roethlisberger. For I'll a tell you season. what I tell everybody
2: else is apparently you don't remember watching Mitch Trubisky, so. <laughs>
1: I do, but if you ha- if you watch Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. Yeah. you like you see that even what you are getting out of Mitch Trubisky is an upgrade from what was happening with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. It was like a shell of a human uh, in the last two seasons. Like it just wasn't.
0: I mean, they were playoff. I mean, it wasn't game. good football. They were playoff, and they got into the playoffs. And Trubisky could probably win a couple more games than 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 Ben. And then yeah, I think you put them in the playoffs uh, again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like. I think uh, if if this is a playoff team with Ben Roethlisberger, I think it's probably like not to say that Mitch Trubisky is comparable in any sort of fashion, but in the state of their current careers, um, you know, I, like I don't think it was Ben Roethlisberger that won this or brought this team to the playoffs last
0: year. I think That's
1: everybody great. agrees that. Have you Mitch picked up?
0: Have you picked up Mitch Trubisky since the Steelers acquired him? Have you like have. traded for him?
1: I have uh, actually. I had him, uh, so I didn't have yeah. a lot of places where I could trade for him. But um, I, I had the inkling, like I, my inner Steelers fan. I just, I felt it. I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a good fit. Although, like, who knows how long you know they're they're going to have him actually a starter? I think they're going to give him obviously the first shot. But they're they're so clearly dead set on a quarterback. Uh, you just have to wonder um how long he's he's set for that role and I don't know maybe if he performs well they're they're gonna use that opportunity to trade him away and get some draft capital back for that relatively small contract he signed.
2: Yeah I think that uh if it wasn't for the West then the AFC North would be a hot topic this year for being such a strong division because Lamar coming back healthy, you know the Bengals obviously took a big step and then Deshaun Watson. That's that's a, a pretty tough division over there. So and I think you're right, Kate. They have to like the Steelers have to be thinking quarterback because they're gonna have to keep up with the quarterbacks that are in the division already. You know? So it's that, unfortunate yeah.
1: timing to like need a quarterback. Like this isn't a year where there's a Joe Burrow, like there's no
0: mm-hmm.
1: single standout. So it's a bad year to need a quarterback, but if they can get the pick right. Um, you know, you're probably going to get a value, uh, at 22, like if if you're not trading up, you're going to get a value there.
0: It's a good year to get the quarterback of your choice because they're, you know, they're going to be sliding up and down the first round. So any, and there's no top three quarterback. So you have an opportunity to trade up. I'm ready. to Yeah. it,
1: It just seems like it's open season right now and you don't like it. Yeah. Anything is possible in this current economy for the quarterback position, which is, uh, that's a nice place to be, knowing you don't have to trade up necessarily to, uh, you know, a top three position to get the guy that you think could be the future. Cause it, you know, that it, like we saw with the 49ers, you you basically mortgage yourself to that quarterback for the foreseeable future, even if it's not, necessarily going to work out
0: where are you leaning who do you want who, who do you want them to take well, i like, I mean you're, they're, they're taking one you're you are getting one of these guys that's coming
2: out it really feels that way
1: yeah <laughs> I, I mean i think like no matter what there, there's which be a one um i be? think if i if i had to pick uh at this point in time i think i'd probably roll with sam howell
0: yeah uh, nice and
1: I, I just think he's probably one of these options that presents uh, enough upside, but has the safer floor. Yeah. Like Malik Willis, he's all ceiling. Like he's yeah. Uh, and we don't necessarily know. I think what the floor for him is going to look like at the NFL level. We know what the ceiling is going to look like. Right. But Sam Howell, I think he's just a he's a very safe prospect who could. Have upside. Um, and I think that's kind of a nice thing to get if you're drafting at 22. Like, I, I think that's kind of a nice, um, I don't know, a nice point to be at in your franchise when you're not really sure what's going to go down. But I mean, there's, I, I, again, I feel like you could make the argument for so many of these guys. Um, like, take whoever falls to you. Don't trade up. Like, if Ooh, the Steelers so trade okay. up for any of these guys, like, I'm going to, burn burn down my house like i'm not do not waste draft capital trading up for any of them but see who falls um because i think with the right coaching with the right surrounding cast with the right offensive line like all these yeah. guys feel pretty similarly tiered
0: trubisky should be able to hold the fort down i mean he's not terrible yeah that's school. how
1: i hope people talk about me
0: She's not <laughs> Yes. That's the goal. Yes, exactly. Ooh, the Steelers quarterback first round. I predicted the Sam Howell to the Steelers back uh, when the Gridiron Scholar was on. We had uh, Johnny Lobb on the show. I, I he, he very we-
1: much like, I like the fit. Get out of here with the pit. Kenny Pickett. absolutely not not those hands like can't have (laughs) no he has not played in the kind of weather that uh like people say like oh he's used to pittsburgh weather no pittsburgh weather is january february like that is when it is nasty and cold and bitter and that is pittsburgh weather and kenny pickett's never played in that and i don't think those baby hands could play in that
0: nope out. Man, those hands can't handle that that, that kind of weather. No. In Pittsburgh. I went to a Pittsburgh game.
1: Hands not much bigger than mine. And I I wouldn't feel great playing in, in, in Pittsburgh weather. Just saying.
2: Mm. Hey, Larry, speaking of going somewhere, have you told the people again about the uh, hot sauce happy hour?
0: I have not. I did not. Me and my co-host uh, tonight <laughs> we did not get into it. <laughs> but I'm happy to talk about the meetup the hot sauce happy hour that is going to take place now. Okay. We talked about Justin being in Mississippi under a tornado warning. Uh, in what about four, five days he's going to be running the Boston marathon.
1: Oh my that's God. That's right. incredible. Congratulations.
2: Run Already.
0: DFF, run DFF baby. He's running. And
2: the, you know, that's a big deal, but the bigger deal is that uh, less than one week from today or from right now, because it'd be like uh six one. days and 22 hours. We're going One to week from right up. now, yes.
0: We will be hanging yeah. out with... Justin is coming down after the Boston Marathon. And we're meeting up with our good friends from Dynasty Trades HQ, Shane Manila. We have uh, the Trade Addicts Podcast, Rocky Petrella. And Rookie Fever, Mr. Aardvark TV, Fever's for Narrow.
2: There are a few others. that uh, Ridley Truther wants to come. Okay. We had a few people come. Anyways, if you're interested in meeting up in the uh, Philly, Jersey area... Yes. Get up with us on Twitter. We'll yep. give you the beats. We're at a bar things.
0: called Tavern on the Lake. It's in Hightstown, New Jersey.
2: And we're it all. Be... way too nice for me. I'm just going to tell you. It's like, not. I'm coming from Mississippi. Do I need to bring my finest? Like my, no. my jeans that don't have holes? And, no, no, no. It's pretty uh... redneck here.
0: In fact, this is where the. Um, like I said, it was exit eight off the Turnpike, New Jersey Turnpike. This is where the Jets, Giants, Philadelphia Eagles crossover. That's where the exit, that's where the crossover of those teams occur. That's where everything, that's when Philly, that's where everyone roots for the Eagles exit eight and south. So I used to live in Heights Town and work there for a handful of years. Anyway, I've been to this place a lot. Anyway, so Kate, we're having a big, big rally. We're having a big Guys, round. I have a so. drink for me. That sounds incredible. Yeah, so anyone that attends, I'm buying them a drink for sure. So come that's on, come on by and, and we'll have a good old good old time. Uh, we got the Mississippi Hippie, the Redneck Hippie from Mississippi. There it is. I'll be joining <laughs> us. There it is. So you have this CD Lamb as your number 1 Dynasty cell. Let's see. I mean I I've, I've been hearing some some Slam Slander, some Slamder, Slamber. Oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Holy <laughs> <There you go. laughs> i still love me some cd what can you tell me about why i should uh let let me see if you want to sell i think i might be buying i don't know what why why should i uh why should i sell cd lamb
1: cd lamb i i love cd lamb the player i love him as like a dynasty asset so i'm not selling like i'm not saying uh to sell him based on the lack of or you know I, i'm not trying to say anything negative let me just put it that the ceiling to the moon um but as of march i haven't double checked his adp uh for the the month of april i'm not sure if we have any updated adp yet uh but in march he was being drafted as the wide receiver 3 in dynasty startup draft wide receiver 3 yeah. number 6 overall uh but you know what like been in the league two seasons uh finishes the wide receiver 20 and 20 at uh, 20 in 2020 wide receiver 19 in 2021 He's finished as a wide receiver one in just six of his 32 total games played in his career so far. So, like, mm. when I'm looking at CeeDee Lamb upside to the moon, but his dynasty value is purely based on upside. Like,
0: yeah, you're right. he's
1: got two seasons in the league, and it's not... I mean, I can get this production. I'm not saying that any prospect is CeeDee Lamb, because, but I'm saying, like, Um, I I can find plenty of wide receivers that finish as a wide receiver six times in 32 games played. That's not overly special.
0: Now, I've given out the COVID mulligan before, and I think I'm going to give this guy a COVID mulligan. Why not? He had to deal with, and that combined with his quarterback, you know, missing an ankle, he played a whole year without without having to deal with with his starting quarterback. So, I don't know. I feel like there's a, a he's a sneaky play right now, sneaky buy. Folks were, are are looking to sell. I don't know, Justin. Where are you on this? Break the tie here.
2: It's so weird because in in December into January, it became the CD hate group think on Twitter, and it was like trade CD for T Higgins plus et cetera. Trade CD for, you know, Will Fuller in a, in a uh, ham sandwich, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ham yeah. is, like, the worst meat ever. So this is just a bad trade. That's right. I mean, they give that
0: want... at my daughter's school. If she, Like, if, if if they mess up her school lunch somehow, she ends up with a ham sandwich. And she'll come home one day and, and we'll be just like, how was lunch? You know, we always ask her, well, how was, you know, right. whatever, whatever. And she's just like, ah. Oh. I got a, they gave me a ham sandwich and we're like no no why you know the ham sandwich is like the like the death the uh, you know it's like the kiss of death a ham sandwich anyway yeah,
2: yeah. no don't it's don't talk do turkey on the turkey or or even going higher class oh, yeah. like pastrami or roast beef but a ham sandwich that's all you needed for CD lamb <laughs> yeah. so and then but you know why right like bias
1: recency bias he finishes a wide receiver 3 or worse In every single game to close out the season, week 14 on, man, if you needed him in the fantasy playoffs, tough luck. Like you were, he literally lost you your league. Um, And like from 2020 to 2021, you mentioned the quarterback play. He had three top 12 weeks in the 2020 season.
0: Yeah.
1: In 2021, still just three wide receiver one performances. You didn't see a big jump in his performance uh from year one to year two. Um finished as a top twenty uh, top twenty-four wide receiver, so that's wide receiver two or better. Uh in 14. So, like basically half of those games. So, like you're getting you are legitimately are buying a wide receiver two for top five wide receiver value right now. It purely comes down to the math for me and the fact that you know if what if cd lamb doesn't turn out to be a top three wide receiver i can sell him for that like sell him for yeah. a guy that i'm getting known production from uh you know like a, a known asset um you know a cooper cup who everybody's down on because of age like give me that asset where i know the upsides there
0: yeah cd lamb wide receiver four in dlf uh april adp
2: that's three, three, a.j brown
0: AJ Brown is three. CD Lamb is uh, is wide receiver four in ADP. The the Dynasty Nerds have him as their uh, wide receiver six. So, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I think his value has definitely rebounded post Amari Cooper exit. Huh. That's that's been the big deal there. But the big rumor is that Dallas is going to take another another wide receiver, maybe right. even in the first round. So
0: it's a make or break
1: year team before you, before we see uh, them take a wide receiver in the, the first round. That's my bet. I, I think.
2: Would you trade lamb straight up for Tyree kill in dynasty right now? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, see, there you go. Yes. What so, about,
0: uh, what about Devonte Adams?
1: Because we'll I, I hate the Raiders. Everybody knows I don't like the Raiders, <laughs> um, but yes, yes. He should see 17 million targets. Um, I like so. I think you know what? Like I I think so much of the the dynasty community overvalues youth in the wide receiver position. Um, like, let's not write off known, like known talents in the NFL because they're turning 28. Like, I I want to start a new movement in dynasty. Hmm. Where right. we 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 chill on the age factor a little bit. Like these, <laughs> some of these studs, they are going to play into their thirties. Uh, we, you know, not everybody plays well into their thirties and forties now. But I, I, I just think we we are a, a little too reactionary when it comes to age, and we we overvalue that youth a little bit, um, because it's all about the potential, like it, the what could be.
0: Right. So we got you for a couple more minutes. I want to. Uh, I posted a. I got into it with a buddy, of mine over Deshaun Watson, who I'm trying to sell. Um, I want. I want him to give me. I want some twenty three firsts out of him. But we got into this argument of like I was just like the Browns are a Super Bowl contender now, and he was like, no, they're not. So I put it out to Twitter. Uh, where do you fall on on the Browns? I mean, you're a Steelers fan, so you have some. Um, you know, I know all about the, the 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 Patriots and the Dolphins and the Bills and stuff. Like, where are you at on your um, on Watson? Are you like are you like ah crap? Here we go.
1: You know, I think I, like the Browns are in a kind of an interesting position with Watson. I didn't really think that was a super great fit to begin with. Um, we actually had. Uh, a episode of our ball blast podcast last week where we were talking about dynasty cells. Um, and Jake Trowbridge, who is the one that uh, talked at length about selling Deshaun Watson in your dynasty leagues, um, and he brought up like the best point ever. It, it just does not seem like Deshaun Watson, what Deshaun Watson is about, fits with the offense that Kevin Stefanski built. It's kind of like they're going to have to rebuild their entire offensive game plan uh if we really want Deshaun Watson to make a difference um, he's just like counterintuitive to everything we've seen Stefanski do so far in his career
2: I wonder if that's because Stefanski has never had a dynamic quarterback though like he's just been like lately he's been saddled with with Baker Mayfield and he's like well this is what I can do with this before Baker Mayfield screws it up so let me just keep let me just keep oh, working with Kirk
1: cousins. Like, like I don't think any of these guys are like necessarily bad quarterbacks to work with. I don't think these are quarterbacks that really lift up their team. Right. But I, like, I think there are some quarterbacks that just carry their team and manage their team. Um, there's like three tiers of quarterback. You, you elevate your team, you manage your team or you bring your team down. I think Kirk cousins and I think Baker Mayfield, they're just, they, they manage the team and they manage the offense and they're going to, you know, do their best to put you in a good position. But I guess I just wonder, like, what what is this offense going to look like with Deshaun Watson? Because um, it, it doesn't really mesh with the the vision that I have in, with the Browns in this defensive team who is, like, a ball-control-styled offense, like, pound the pavement. And, like, that that's the vision that I've had of the Browns, and I think all the moves they've made to improve their defense fit with that um, and then Deshaun Watson just kind of comes out of nowhere and scrambles the egg. Like it feels like I I can't understand uh, what what the move really was. I don't think he moves the needle as much um, as, as people would think. And I guess that's probably because I I don't think Baker Mayfield is a bad quarterback. Um, like I think they it, it, with a healthy Baker Mayfield, I think they could have been in the conversation. Uh, to make it to the Super Bowl last year. I think they could have made uh, a, a run at it the year prior. Like, I, I just think... Everyone
0: forgets that that the Browns were like, you know... The, neck and, they, and neck
1: with the Everyone Chiefs. was like, oh, Browns are
0: Super Bowl bound. After they had like a big win in the beginning of the season, everyone was like, oh yeah, this is the year.
1: <laughs> and that was, that was when Baker Mayfield looked healthy. Like, I think they're forgetting totally... Like, this dude was playing with like a torn labrum. I think it was a broken like bone in his collarbone. Like this dude was literally destroyed, but I mean, like going back to the 2020 season, let's not forget they faced the Kansas city chiefs in the divisional round. And they like very narrowly missed out on a trip to the AFC championship, like very narrowly. Um,
2: that's (laughs) That's the exact reason that I think that they're contenders is because Whatever upgrade Watson is over Mayfield, and there's, I don't think there's any argument that he's some sort of upgrade, puts them that much closer to being with that roster, an actually competitive team week to week. You know, like if I
1: think that's fair. I, if
2: Watson was on that team, do they beat the Chiefs? I think there's a good chance that that he could have carried them a little bit further than Baker Mayfield did.
1: I like. I think the game plan that Kevin Stefanski puts out, it's not necessarily reliant on the quarterback to To go out and make the big play. It, like, I mean, who was it that fumbled out of the end zone and it just, uh, or it was called a fumble? I, I can't even remember at this point, but it was a crappy call, whatever it was. And from that moment on, I was like, man, if that one call went different mm-hmm. in this game, I genuinely think that, like, the Chiefs did not play a good game. The Browns played better football in that game, in my opinion. Um, yep. But... Like if that one call went differently, I think we would have been talking about uh, the Browns and the AFC championship and the narrative of Baker Mayfield probably would have been a lot different.
0: Nope. 11 wins two years ago in the playoffs, a banged up, broken Baker. What do you get like eight or nine wins this year? So no, they went nine and eight. So, I mean, if uh, you got to figure the floor for Watson is 11 games. I don't know. I think he could win a couple more than that. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. You got to get acclimated and stuff. And who else? I mean, what do you think? Are you getting a two firsts, 23 firsts for Watson or 23 firsts, two 23s plus?
1: I think you probably have to settle with two firsts. And that's just me. I guess I'm probably more eager to get them off my team with just a yeah, 12 team
0: league, um, two super flex.
1: And you basically have to, like, I, I think you have to plan uh you know to to have him absent from your dynasty roster for at least maybe half of the 2022 season. season um just with that contingency alone like obviously dynasty is about the the long-term plan so for a rebuild um you know even yeah, that like i don't know if it makes sense for a rebuild because you don't you don't have him for the longest time, but then you're giving up all this draft capital. It's just like he puts you in such a bad position, I think, in a, as a dynasty manager all around. I want to sell him if I can, and I would take two firsts for him.
0: Yeah. Justin, you want more than two firsts?
2: Yeah. I'm not selling for two firsts. Really? His career high in attempts is 544. The Browns threw 520 times last year. Uh-huh. And with 544 attempts, he's, he's putting up massive numbers. Still runs the ball a little bit. He's a top five quarterback to me, even in the Browns' offense. Maybe with the influx of young, top six or seven at worst.
0: Hmm. So,
2: All uh, right. I just I, I don't see the advantage of moving him for two firsts. When I'm just hoping to get one of those firsts to be seventy five percent of what Deshaun Watson is. Huh. Personally, right. but you know I'm a Deshaun Watson truther. <laughs> yeah. yes you
0: are yeah i don't know i'm afraid i'm afraid something else is going to pop up and he's just going to get you know
2: he'll just I be think, like i think there's nothing left to pop up uh, I just, uh, at, this point, never know. at this point like he's probably God, key. he's he's
0: somebody like cd lamb because right now his values at probably high i mean obviously he could play and throw five exactly. touchdowns yeah. in his first game back but still like right now his value is at its highest he's on and cd lamb right now is this is his last shot this season so his value is pretty high right now uh as as far as what the the return so i don't know they're both in i have both of them actually on a super team and i've been trying this is the same league i'm trying to get watson for like a couple i was trying to get two first plus so i don't know i don't know it would have
2: to be it would have to be more than two firsts for me yeah whether budging. it's two firsts in a player He's not budging on the two
0: two he's 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 on kate's side he's not budging for more than two firsts 23
2: firsts I, I just don't see the point of moving him for that
0: uh, I don't know.
2: and you're not paying him to be on your roster so it, yeah. i don't know the morality of it really comes into play
0: well hey no 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 thanks let's uh kate uh let's uh let's thank Justin for stopping in um you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for uh, fitting us into your schedule here. Yeah. Um, especially, especially considering the circumstance under which you joined us, uh, mid tornado, I think says it all.
2: I, I was going to try and record outside, but it just—it's a little breezy. <laughs>
0: mm. All right. Well, thanks to Run DFF for joining us tonight. Kate, uh, you know, I'll see you again very soon. Uh, we'll we'll have another. We'll reconvene for another hot sauce episode.
2: Yeah, baby. Let's get it on. Yeah. Oh, football systems check. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod. Yeah. One, two, three, four.
0: Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers. Welcome to Dynasty Football, baby.